Hi there. I'm Mark Swallow, and I'm glad you are joining me for today's God Is podcast. Let's get started learning who God is. Thank you for joining me today from wherever you are and by however you listen as we meet together coast to coast here in the United States and all the way around the world. Welcome back. The first verse of the fourth chapter of Genesis is packed with rich content, and together we seek to understand what God is saying to us. Yesterday, we began a conversation on the last part of the verse, when Eve, having conceived and gave birth to Cain, exclaims, I have gotten a man-child with the help of the Lord. Let me remind you of the three questions we are asking of this text. First question, what is the best translation of Eve's words from the Hebrew language into the English language. We walked word by word through Eve's words and found that I have gotten a man-child with the help of the Lord is pretty accurate. Second question. By saying this, did Eve think Cain was the promised seed from Genesis chapter 3, verse 15? In a moment, I will remind you of some of what was said last time, and then I want to add something further in answering this Second question, but first a reminder of question number three. Third question, what do these words tell us about Eve? We will explore an answer to this later today. All right, back to question number two. Are you with me? I hope so. When Eve says, I have gotten a man-child with the help of the Lord, did Eve think Cain was the promised seed From Genesis chapter 3, verse 15. To this intriguing question, we need the reminder of what Genesis 3.15 says. If you were with us in Genesis 3, you might remember that in verses 14 and 15 of the third chapter of Genesis, God curses the serpent for how he has successfully tempted Eve and then Adam into sin. In verse 15, the words of our God are crucial to know and to understand. God says to the serpent, And I will put enmity between you and the woman, and between your seed and her seed. He shall bruise you on the head, and you shall bruise him on the heel. As we said, this is the first gospel, or this is the first time in the Bible the gospel is announced. The gospel is the good news of Jesus Christ. Your seed is Satan. Her seed is Jesus Christ. On the cross, Jesus bruised Satan on Satan's head. On the cross, Satan managed to bruise Christ, but only on Christ's heel. This promised seed of the woman we know, because we have the whole Bible, is the Lord Jesus Christ. But Eve could not possibly have known this. It was not yet revealed to her who her seed or who her specific offspring will be. However, could Eve have had Genesis 3.15 running through her mind? And could she have wondered, is my baby Cain the seed that will bruise the serpent on the head? That is the question. As I said last time, Let us be careful that we do not speculate upon what we are not specifically told too much. 
but I think wrestling with this question is fair and merited. Here is how we can answer this. First, as I have already hinted at, Eve definitely did not have the revelation that her seed will be divine. Jesus Christ is the seed, and Jesus Christ is God in human form. Cain was certainly not deity. It is not until centuries later, a very, very long time, that in the fullness of time, God sent his son Jesus into the world. Eve did not know about this. That's first. Second, while Eve did not have that well-developed truth of who the seed is, surely she saw in Cain a glimpse of what her seed will do in fulfillment of God's promise in Genesis 3.15. Dr. Griffith Thomas puts it this way, quote, Somehow or another, this newborn son was related to the divine promise and purpose. Third, certainly the woman Eve is eager to see the fulfillment of God's promise. The sooner, the better. Eve would have felt this way because she knows it is her sin and the sin of her husband whom she seduced, their sin that ruined the human race. It is her fault that sin has entered the garden in Eden and forced them out of paradise. And so Eve is ever anticipating that her seed will soon come and crush the serpent's head. That was review. And now let me introduce you to a fourth thought. And to do this, we will have to leap over the rest of Cain's story and reveal that Cain murdered his brother Abel. We're going to meet Abel in verse 2 of Genesis 4. And when Cain killed Abel, that dashed any hope Eve had that Cain, this man-child, was the fulfillment of God's promise to the serpent in Genesis 3.15. However, listen to what Derek Kidner calls Eve's cry of faith in Genesis 4, verse 25. I have dropped down now in my Bible, still in Genesis 4, but to verse 25. This is Genesis 4.25. Adam had relations with his wife again, and she gave birth to a son and named him Seth. For she said, God has appointed me another offspring in place of Abel, for Cain killed him. Aha! So Cain killed Abel, thereby making Cain not the promised seed of the woman who will bruise the serpent's head. But, according to Eve's faith, Seth replaces Abel. Eve will not let go of her faith that God will fulfill his promise as she openly declares that God has replaced Abel with Seth. Eve believes God that her seed, her offspring, one of her children will crush the serpent's head. She now realizes it is not Cain, and it is not Abel. Abel is dead because Cain killed him. But could the seed from Genesis 3.15 be Seth? Dr. Kidner says Eve's cry of faith here at Genesis 4.25 lifts this birth from purely natural to faith, whether Genesis 3.15 is intended or not. 
He quotes 1 Timothy chapter 4, verses 4 and 5. For everything created by God is good, and nothing is to be rejected if it is received with gratitude. For it is sanctified by means of the word of God and prayer. Eve received Seth with gratitude, perhaps hoping this could be the boy of the promise. My concluding answer to this second question still stands, but I thought adding this would be helpful to us. Our second question is, by saying, I have gotten a man-child with the help of the Lord, did Eve think Cain was the promised seed from Genesis chapter 3, verse 15? My answer is yes and no. Yes, in the sense that she thought Cain had something to do with God's promise in chapter 3, but no, in the sense that she did not have the revelation from God that it is actually Jesus who is the seed that will bruise Satan. And now let's get to that third question. What do these words tell us about Eve? Well, think about Eve. She is pregnant in what is not anything close to the kind of pregnancy women experience today in the sense of what is available now to mothers. There were no doctors, no nurses, no OBGYN, and no birthing coaches. There is only one other human president when it comes time for Eve to deliver Cain, and that person is Adam. Besides, pregnancy, carrying the baby in the womb, and giving birth has never happened before. There is a first for everything, and this is the very first birth. Imagine the pain Eve would have been in, and there was no epidural. Yes, the pain she felt was the result of God's curse on her sin. That is Genesis 3, verse 16. To the woman, God said, I will greatly multiply your pain in childbirth. In pain, you will bring forth children. This fierce pain is now present as Cain comes down the birth canal and into the world east of Eden. This first mother suffers this pain. But notice what she says when Cain is born. In her suffering, she does not curse God. She does not curse Adam or Cain that we know of. Instead, Eve makes a statement about God's faithfulness. I have gotten a man-child with the help of the Lord. What this tells us is that Eve has repented of her sin. She's now living again in right relationship to God, and she believes God will be faithful to her and her husband, to their family. I imagine she heard Cain cry. She looked down as Adam passed the little baby born to her waiting arms, and with emotion, she let out this exclamation about the Lord. Our friend H.C. Leupold, in his exposition of Genesis, picks up on, with the help of the Lord, saying this speaks of Eve's thankfulness and praise. She is thankful because God has kept her safe and secure from danger as she gave birth. There were no complications. 
and she gives praise to God because of Yahweh's grace and faithfulness in giving her a son. She had a token of Yahweh's fidelity, writes Leupold. Eve had a token of God's fidelity. The pain resulted in such joy. Friends, I hope that you will join me again tomorrow for God Is. Thank you for listening to this God Is podcast. Drop me an email and tell me what you think. Mark at GodIsMinistry.org. That's Mark at GodIsMinistry.org. Please do share this with others and be sure and join me for the next one.